Welcome to the Handshaker Huddle podcast. We host weekly candid interviews with tech and telco execs from all over the world on both sides of B2B. We'll hear fun anecdotes, war stories, and we'll learn something together along the way too. Tune in with me, Leon Hardwick, your host, and don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode two of the Handshaker Huddle. This week, we're speaking to Tom Gardner of CHKIOD, in other words, um, the Hutch Group, uh, the folks that own the three mobile networks across uh, across the globe. Um, Tom is head of MVNO and IoT. Um, he is really well positioned to give us some insight into how uh, third-party partners and suppliers are approaching him and how we might uh, best get his attention. Um, hope you enjoyed the interview. Yeah, Tom, you, mate? I'm okay. Well, I'm uh, a bit panicked, Leon. I'm uh, like, I listen to everything. Like, why am I staring at the stage but can't get on it? <laughs> so, so you've done very well, mate. And, and, and actually, the system is super new, right? So they were in beta just before COVID. And it's it's all of a sudden got a massive chunk of money invested into it because people want to do uh, virtual exhibitions. So don't worry about it. The tech uh, is, is a bit of a challenge, but we're there now. So thanks for joining us, mate. And Hi. I, uh, you know, I've, you've had a, a really good uh, build up to this, um, and and I wanted to start this event with you because you you've got a great insight into both sides. Like you know, you started your career like I did in. In a, in a company that was trying to sell to the operators. So so that's why I wanted you to kick this off and we kind of get your uh, views on um, how we get your attention. But a couple of icebreakers, if I may. Go on. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, just more personal than business. I'm more personal than business. Um, oh, okay, uh, quick business. I mean, I, I just try and help Seeker Hutchison uh, make more money. Uh, is is the short summary um, by sticking SIM cards in anything that's not human, which I class as um, uh, as IoT, and then I'm uh, trying to uh, generate more mobile traffic on our mobile networks through other brands, which is MVNO. But on a, on a personal side, um, I mean, I've got two kids. One's four. Uh, one's one's about to turn two, which is on ideal ages during lockdown. My wife has been an absolute uh, legend throughout it, uh, controlling them. Um, I, mean, I like football, I like Crystal Palace. They're playing tonight, home to Burnley. Uh, they'll be better than they did against Liverpool. Um, yeah, going a bit mad, not being able to exercise too much um, at the moment in lockdown. Um, but yeah, life could be a hell of a lot worse. Uh, totally, totally. And so looking on the bright side, your kids are healthy, right? Um, you know, you're keeping busy. You're doing a bit of exercise, I suppose. But um, I don't know. It, from, from my perspective, how has your day-to-day job changed? Like, you know, um, are you still having the same sort of output, same sort of productivity? Or are, are, are you struggling on that front? How, how is that working out for you? Uh, yeah, I, it's been amazing. I'd say our business historically isn't one that's really embraced homeworking so much. Um, uh, um, but naturally, we've all had to go down that path, and it's, it's operated amazingly well. Um, uh, everything's still running. If you, um, you know, the opportunities we were working on before lockdown, the vast majority of them have progressed. I'd say it's definitely more of a challenge at the moment to open up new business. Um, uh, a lot of people have got you know, different priorities and, and constraints out there. But on the whole, the whole machine has carried on operating pretty well. And 
from a from a, a day to day perspective, you know, in terms of your targets and focus, you know, what are the key things that you are um, mandated to achieve at C CHK? Like, what are the key things you're trying to do on a daily basis? I mean, the, the key focus is, is always revenue. I mean, that's ultimately as as long as the as long as the numbers are hit, kind of that that saves all, um, uh, really. Um, so that is is naturally priority number one. But it's I guess it's a combination of hitting the revenue number today, um, but don't don't um, do that at any cost. What I mean by that is you know, don't make decisions today to hit that number, which will mean it's ridiculously hard to hit next year's number or subsequent numbers. So yeah, it's, it's always a balance between how are we going to do this year's number, but also lay the foundation to ensure it's that hopefully a little bit easier to, to do even more next year and the year after. And, and you're doing that by putting sims in things, right? But but how does that how does that uh, what does that look like? In, in kind of layman's terms, um, so I, um, yeah, at, at the moment, so, so my, my role is um, uh, to help all of our operators around the world. So we've got eleven that we own, and then we have a fifty-fifty joint venture with Vodafone in Australia. Uh, and my role is to help all of them generate more revenue um, uh, and, and through a lower cost base um, in IoT. So yeah, that is that is ultimately looking for ways that we can connect up anything that's really non-human so gas meters street lights cars cats dogs i mean you name it and uh, we'll, we'll put a sim card in anything and then beyond that how we can actually sell more than just a sim card so um rather than just giving someone a sim could we give them the, the full solution so the connectivity the device the software everything that goes with it that's quite a, a big um focus at the moment and then yeah the other part of my job is just finding new ways to sweat the assets a bit more. So we've got all these networks around the world and you know, we've got 100 million people using them, but how can we um, enable those networks for third party brands to launch their own mobile service to uh, obviously support their business, but um, yeah, boost, boost the revenue line for us as well. So, so you're, you're being engaged all the time by third parties and partners that have ambition to do stuff with your assets, right? Um, uh, so how do they get your attention, Tom? Like, so from my perspective, you know, we've been in this game for, for a number of years. You've been on the other side of the table and you're probably also trying to get other people's attention, right? But um, these guys are trying to get your attention so that they can do something with you, right? Um, so would you tell us a little bit about um, how people get your attention, good and bad? Um, and what do you think are the best ways for us to get your attention as an operator if we want to work with you? Uh, yeah, so the, there's, there's two um, uh, two types of attention um, that, that I guess people try and try and seek from from, from my business. So one is um, people trying to use our networks. So we get approached by a lot of companies who want to launch their own mobile service um, under their own brand on our on our footprints, and we don't just launch anyone because it's quite a labour intensive um, process to to launch an MVNO. Um, so, yeah, we quickly look for well, what's, the, what's the key differentiator? What's going to make you successful on our network? Um, yeah. uh, where I, once we launch you, it's not a massive uphill struggle to, to see the return. So uh, companies that can quickly get to the point on this is the opportunity we see. This is why we think we're going to be successful um, in this space. That That's the immediate key criteria for people who want to launch services on our networks. Um, the other, I guess, type of company that approaches us are those who kind of want to sell something to us. Um, so in IoT, this could be a connectivity management platforms. In the MDNO space, it could be a wholesale billing systems. Um, uh, and yeah, for me, the way those you know, companies kind of get our attention is customer references. 
Um, so my job is made a hell of a lot easier if I know that a, a very credible operator somewhere else has already launched a service um, uh, and, and is either having great success with it or I just know that that operator you know, knows their business pretty well. And if they've selected these guys, then it must be pretty good to be yeah. friends thereafter. As long as the commercials are right, you're kind of in safe company. But well, if, if those guys said it's okay, then it's probably good enough. But like, yeah, if I was buying a, I don't know, a load of windows for my house, I've got a mate who knows all about that. I'd go and speak to him. And if he said it was okay, I'd just probably blindly walk into it. Yeah, the same with other friends who, who do other things. So I think customer references for me just cuts through um, uh, a lot of stuff immediately. And, and so how do you rec- reconcile the kind of, well, I, I know I have a problem. And I need to fix it. And so, you know, there'll be a number of companies that that have done this before and they've got operator credibility. But how do you um, how do you go about it when you don't know you have a problem and somebody's trying to approach you to sell you something or get something into the business when you actually don't know you have the problem? Like, how, how do you go about that? Are you are you open to listening is the, is the, is the question. I definitely open to listening, but I guess then when someone's approaching you to try and address a problem that you don't know you have, their, their communications have to be spot on. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they've got to obviously pitch themselves, but also kind of open your eyes to, to what the problem is in the first place. Um, and for me, uh, most of the stuff I I and my team buy um, uh, is related to us generating more revenue. So we'll typically take that service or product and then package it with something else and normally resell it. Um, I think the way to get our attention ideally would be to almost look, ideally provide us with an anchor customer. Because look, look, if you take this software, we we know that we've got all of these customers lined up who are ready to take your, our software combined with your connectivity if you're interested. And not everyone can, can kind of do that, but you're, you're ultimately then just making a business case for me. Um, uh, you know, anything is almost justifiable if you've got an anchor customer. Um, so yeah, if you can provide that, then great. And or I think a, a large amount of credible market research to quickly open our eyes to what the problem or opportunity is. Um, uh, because if you're bringing something new to us that we haven't seen before, if you're expecting the, the, the buyer to do all the work and the justification and, and the business case and stuff, that's quite an upward struggle. So it may sound a bit lazy, but yeah, the more the more you can do. Um, uh, for us to help that internal process the better. I, I totally agree. And I th- if one of the things that you know I've learned probably I would say a little bit later on in my career, maybe the last 10 years versus the first 10 years, uh, where we were, you know, we worked together, right? So so you kind of you can remember what was going on when we were pitching to people at that uh, in those days. But in the last 10 years, you become more empathetic to people like yourself and the process they have to go through. And if you're not helping teeing stuff up for the likes of yourself, it's just going to be this massive uphill battle. Um, So um, from my perspective, I think buyer empathy, like understanding that you've got a process to go through, you've got a hell of a lot of justification to do is the starting point where you, you know, you can drip feed the right information to you. But how do you feel about, you know, let's say the last 10 people that approached you, are we as an ecosystem getting it right? Would you say that we are still lacking in our ability to get um, you the right information at the right time to make a better decision? Uh, yes, would be my um, overall summary. Um, I think um, uh, it's, it's, it's difficult, difficult over kind of the first time communication, but I'd almost sometimes like to like to hear what people don't do rather than what they do do, um, uh, because there's so many buzzwords out there. Everyone's doing something digital in cloud and big data. 
I said, well, you, you pretty much do everything then. Um, just be really, really clear what it is in simple language that you actually do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, please don't be afraid to, if I if I ask a question or do you do this, don't be afraid to say we don't do it. And I think mean, people kind of get in a bit of a panic sometimes and say, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. And you know, the reality is actually, actually they can't. They've never done it before, but they just don't want to say no to anything. And yeah, the sun is going down a bit of a rabbit warren, I don't know, getting lost on the actual sort of core strength that they have. I, I totally agree. And we've had some amazing conversations uh, every year when we catch up at uh, MWC about the latest, you know, string of uh, acronyms and buzz rate yeah. stuff. And, um, you know, that plain speaking thing is super valuable. If you, if you can if you can sell something to a three-year-old or a four-year-old and explain it properly, then then I think you're probably doing well. So, okay, so that's a crucial thing to to highlight. Just, just ditch buzzwords. Just completely. completely. Just say what it is. I mean, yeah. if you use the word digital, that could mean anything. I mean, yeah, I've got a digital alarm clock. Is, is that what you mean? And uh, it's, yeah, yeah. Um, just be specific about exactly what it is. Do you think we, we, we're kind of a little bit, um, we hide behind it too much as, a, as an ecosystem? Like, um, it's incredibly tough to make something simple, right? It's it's the hardest thing you can do. Um, but all you hear in our space is this kind of constant bashing of these these buzz phrases. And we make them up every day, right? There's new ones coming out every bloody week. Um, so I think it's crucial. Like anybody that's on this on this uh, platform now listening in as, a, as, a, as a, a seller, somebody who wants to get Tom's attention, it's, it's crucial we kind of simplify things. Um, so Tom, from my perspective, like we, you know, we, I've spent years trying to get people's attention, right? And you know, I've got a formula now. That I've also got a network um, of people I can call upon and say, hey, can, you know, do you know somebody I can talk to in the in you know uh, Hutch Group or whatever? If you don't have that, right, and you're you're a new found you know founder of a new business, right, a new technology, um, and you want to get involved with a company the size of Hutch, how would you go about it? you personally how would you go about it like a very quick and dirty view of how you go about it i mean me personally i mean i still live by email um, yeah. uh, um so yeah email is generally the best way to, to contact me i mean i'm pretty good at pretty good at keeping my inbox under control um but then it's a case of how do you how do you stand out in that email and yeah the first the first ones i would kind of skip on is anything kind of cheesy that comes through um, or anything that's clearly some kind of generic um, thing they fired out to somebody. Um, uh, I mean, if, if you were to um, send us an email um, uh, in, in one sentence, very clearly captured what, what your product is, and ideally where it's already been deployed, then that would definitely um, pique my interest. I think the other challenge is, is LinkedIn. I mean, we find it's in our own business um, where we're pitching things. We, we have far more engagement from um, from people via LinkedIn these days and our own website. Um, and so I'm, I naturally go on there probably once or twice a day just to see what's, um, uh, what's going on. Um, so yeah, if you, um, I think if you can put something on there and it's very easy for people to kind of like and endorse things. And if, if I see, you know, uh, Leon Hardwick has, has liked something that's kind of relevant to me, then I'm probably just going to pique my interest and, um, uh, um, I'll go and have a look. So, if you put it, if you put it out there on LinkedIn, um, uh, if it's good enough, I think yeah, people will find it, people will like it, which yeah, then yeah, I, I'll probably be one of those who then sees that and jumps on the bandwagon. 
it's interesting because probably my follow-up question was you know which which channels do you think are most successful to get your attention you've kind of answered that question so email is still probably the most pertinent sort of uh way to get your attention and then we've got linkedin and linkedin if i'm honest for this this uh year i've only really discovered how powerful that that tool is so um top tip for everybody uh, listening in linkedin and email um best ways to get hold of tom um how about cold calls like how, how are you uh when somebody gets hold of your your personal mobile number and actually gets uh get gets your time um are you are you open to them or is it is it sort of less uh of interest? Not really. I, I, i'd say i find it a little intrusive um and it drives me mad if anyone puts me on their out of office and puts my phone number um so I'm, I'm, I, only because yeah kind of back to that point around um it, it's sometimes difficult to know exactly um, kind of what we're looking for and what, what we specifically do in order to maybe tailor your, your communication. So if I get a cold caller, I've probably got to spend 20 minutes explaining to them what it is I actually do to decide whether or not their product is, is even relevant. And um, I guess that kind of frustrates me. Like I have to go through that process um, uh, um, for me to determine that actually yeah, your product isn't, isn't fit for purpose. I'd just rather people did that up front um, uh, um so yeah and no, i'd say definitely yeah, cold calling is not a, a preference at all um, uh, but yeah, e yeah email yeah, linkedin that tends to work for me i don't know if you have have kind of kept abreast of all the latest sales type technologies you know you've got these systems that tee up um sales development reps that um before they give people a call, they, they get a whole bunch of information about that person that they're calling, about the business, what they're up to, some of their latest. And so there's, the technology around this area is getting really uh, pretty intense. Um, and one of the things I've, I've seen recently was um, a video email. So it's uh, uh, you kind of you, know, you record something specifically for Tom and then you ping an email over and you open it up and it's like, hey, Tom, I'm Leon. I founded this company. We solved this problem. We've done it with x y and z shall we you know shall we catch up and talk about it how, how do you feel about that sort of technology and are there any other technologies you've seen recently that that um are good so i, I i'm i'm a huge fan of videos kind of like yeah and uh some kind of infographic that's got some some kind of walkthrough maybe just like a, a five minute video um that explains exactly what it is um uh, in very simple terms it, not not a sales pitch yeah if if the information is good enough about look this is this is the problem this is and uh, this is how it solved it and this is this is the end state then that's that's good enough for me i don't need, I don't need any kind of you know, selling um, beyond that just kind of the, the pure facts on uh, on how it achieves that is is more than enough for me i think in a nutshell you know we've got to get a lot better at grabbing your attention and we've got to do it in a in a way that is um, human, right? So we've I think we've just got lost in this. Let's chuck a load of jargon and let's throw a, like a really fancy email campaign together. And actually, it's missing the point, which is you're a human being. You've got targets. You've got problems to solve. Um, let's focus our attention on fixing those things for you or, or raising your awareness to help you steer this. Um, and I and I think generally we've got to get a lot better. At it. I think that's probably your um a summary of our, our chat really tom uh, i don't know if there's anything else you want to add to that but you know i just think um i've heard a lot of so i've spoken a lot of vendors over the last few months where they've said i can't get people's time i'm struggling to get in front of people and i've and, and that's the one of the key, key drivers for me having this conversation tom is like okay how do we do this better 
Um, so thank you for that, man. I really appreciate it. I think it's been really insightful and um, helpful. Claire, I don't know if you've got any questions from our, our panel. And Yeah, I did have a question. Hi, Tom. And, and it's interesting that you're talking about how people get hold of you. How many really effective approaches do you actually get of people wanting to work? How many do you actually go, yeah, that's great. I have to find out about them. How much of it is just the osmosis of you learning and thinking, yeah, I want to know more? How many people blow you out the water with an approach? Um, um, I'm sure I've had one or two kind of quirky ones recently. Um, uh, um, I think actually I quite like that. That's quite funny. Um, uh, so, yeah, just... Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I still am, and also have yeah, a, a salesperson. So there's kind of an, uh, um, I don't know, some, I don't know, I, I appreciate it, um, yeah. something new and, and innovative. Um, so yeah, it, it, it does happen. Um, yeah, just the stuff that just comes in and says, hey, you know, we can we can increase revenue by X through our amazing digital AI big data platforms. Oh, this is delete. Delete. Yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. I see so many of them as well, mate. It's and, and I'm not even the audience for that email, right? Yeah. I get millions of them, and uh, I, I just think it's just such a waste of time and breath and effort, you know. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, from my perspective, be, be specific. Um, yeah. And if, and, if, and if you're not, if you are really saying, oh, we just do digital, just at least focus on an industry, just tailor it uh, somewhere down the line. Um, otherwise, it's just this really kind of broad, obtuse thing that um, is difficult to engage with. So, yeah, just, just make it targeted, uh, targeted a bit different. Um, and yeah, ultimately, if it's coming over email, I think everyone gets, you know, loads and loads of emails you're thumbing through, especially at the moment. You know, we would just stare at, um, you say, people on streams and, and Outlook. And if something pops up that um, uh, is a bit out there and kind of, you know, funny and innovative, it's probably going to, you know, at least make you smile, which, there you go, that's, that's a good thing. So clearly the ratio of good to bad, there's a lot of bad if we, and, and, and not so much good. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, um, but yeah, it's just... Well, unfortunately, Outlook filters a lot of stuff these days. I don't know how it does it, but um, uh, um, there's a lot of stuff that just goes into junk and, and other um, things. But uh, um, yeah, as I said, if, if you can find, you know, if you've got a good customer reference or somebody in the industry who said, actually, no, this this tech is is pretty good, then that's if you can get that, that's that's worth so much, and that will, that will pique anyone's attention. I think.